I'm Tom Shepstone, and I'm a uh, president of the Shepstone Management Company, which is my consulting company. And I can be contacted at naturalgasnow.org. I guess I never looked at you as a consulting company because you do such a good job reporting. Uh, I suppose that yeah. it is a blog at the end of the day, isn't it? That's kind of turned into That's a right. news source. <laughs> I have to have a source of income. <laughs> well, it's it's funny because there was, you know, there there was a handful of bloggers that actually did make it through. And I think at the end of the day, it was 19 out of 20 blogs. They ended up ghosting after six blogs people realized oh this is a full-time job okay yeah oh yeah not yeah. everybody can just be a writer and yeah. um that's that's the podcast revolution now it's like oh so you're gonna do two full-time jobs got it okay yeah, right, right well somebody's right. got to be the producer and they got to be the host that's usually two yeah. different sets of uh brains you're using there so at yeah. any rate um you've been doing a very good job of covering the marcellus primarily and uh, natural gas uh, to, to, to the point where that's what you call your, your blog, Natural Gas Now. Uh, I, I thought you'd be a perfect one for Cabot Oil and Gas. With their, it sounds like it is a merger, huh? Yeah, I think it is a merger. Uh, you know, you never know with these things until you get down the road a ways, you know, how it's going to work out. But uh, it's interesting, uh, Simrex actually bought or owns more of the stock than Cabot does. Um, uh, in terms of stockholders, but it's only slightly more. And secondly, the the new CEO is actually the former CFO at uh, at uh, Cabot. So uh, very interesting. It was when I when I, whenever I see these mergers right away, my uh, you know my my skepticalness comes up because. We've had a lot of them around my neck of the woods, and the one that I always give is the hospital where Sanford bought out Meritcare. Meritcare was a long-standing this and that, and Sanford came in as the out-of-town, and then, of course, they became – it was a merger. Well, they were called Sanford, and pretty soon, you know, Meritcare has never been mentioned again, right? And it's kind of a soft blow as, as the way a merger is, but when I was looking at the um, – kind of the details of this and, and – I don't have them all. I just got some basically yeah. Reuters and a few other, um, a few. I did put a call, by the way, I put a call out to Cabot to try to uh, see if, if they have anything. I'm expecting silence outside of, uh, um, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. I did get an email and they sent me to like a third party PR site to get my ball oh, rolling, yeah. you know, but uh, it, it seems like it is a merger. It sounds like they're going to have a new name and they're combining some assets. I'm sure there'll be, you know, probably some HR and some, some redundancy that that might happen, but for yeah. the most part, it does seem like a merger, though. Yeah, I, I, that's that's kind of my take on it too. But I don't know. I'm just making my observations from what I read. The other part I thought of that was interesting in this, and if I was going to read read the tea leaves, I guess is that th this is another sign that a lot of the companies are saying, "Okay, we got to evolve here." And this was Cabot's way to get in the Permian, and Simlex's way to get in the East Coast. It seemed like. Yeah. Well, I think. It's interesting because Cabot did have assets in Texas at one point. That's, right. that's where they started. That's where their major offices are. But then they gave them up to concentrate on the Marcellus, and um, which seemed like a smart move at the time because that's where everything's going well, and, and they've continued to do very well, uh, even in you know, very dire times. And uh, now they're, you know, they're like you said, they're getting back into the Permian, but maybe with a different you know, a, a different outfit handling that part of it. And so, uh, 
it kind of makes sense if they can combine certain resources, like you said, merge those parts together, but keep, but also keep the same people working the same areas. Mm-hmm. That, that, that starts to, you know, it depends on the model, I guess, they use. I mean, you know, there's these models that, that are heavy on the top-down management, and there's models that kind of are set up so that, you know, you have independent companies within the company, you know, so... Uh, um, I would hope it's the latter, to be perfectly honest with you. So, is, is this pretty much just a gas deal? Yeah, that's how I see it, yeah. Yeah, that's so, what I thought, too. I, I, I didn't know if there was maybe some oil reserves or anything like that, but it, I, I know Cabot is just primarily gas, even though it says Cabot yeah, oil and gas. Be, it used to be oil, but uh, or years ago, but uh, okay. for now uh, it's strictly gas, yeah. Well, what's going on uh, in your neck of the woods then as, as far as, you know, what are we, two days since the news came out on this? Is, does anybody care? Is there, you know, is there rumblings? I'm not, or <laughs> I'm not hearing anything among the general public about it. I mean, I'm, what I'm hearing from is a few people who are directly affected. And uh, uh, Jim Willis wrote a column, and uh, um, he tends to think it's less of a merger than you and I do. He thinks it's more of a a buyout by the other company, but I think, again, I would I would point to that uh, the uh, the management seems to be coming at, at least in a little very important way from Cabot. So um, it's not you know not Dan just the head of Cabot is not moving over there to be anything other than chairman, but he was probably ready to retire. But a, a young, a somewhat younger guy who's as I said, he's going to be in the top management over there. So. I don't know. We'll see. It, you know, you never know until, and they don't know really until they get into it, start working with each other. You know, just like you know, you merge two families. You, you don't really know how it's going to work until you see if it works. Yeah. So right, and you know, but from the initial sniff test, and I, I'm, it's interesting. Jim Willis has got a little, you know, good for him being the journalist he is, but is is skeptical. Uh, yeah. You know, well, that's what they're paid to do, right? To be skeptic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I, I thought it was. It looked like a pretty, pretty good deal overall, and I'm sure you know we'll, we'll, there'll be some layoffs, but there'll also probably be some new opportunities. So I, I usually look at this as just you know kind of an F evolution of the deal, and um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm curious to see how it plays out. You know. Yeah, and I think, I think it's far better that it, that it was this merger as opposed to. Uh, merger with one of the big boys or medium-sized boys, you know, because um, if you if you get absorbed, and I don't want to, you know, attack anybody, but I mean, there's obviously some two or three major, major players. And, uh, you know, if it was a merger with them, well, then you're going to be, you know, the, the game is going to totally change. You know? yeah. and, uh, and I don't think that would be healthy for Cabot or for its uh, landowners or for its stockholders. You know? Yeah, okay. Well, I want to switch gears here real quick. We got just a few more minutes with Mr. Tom Shepstone, Natural Gas Now. I see you've got a, a new uh, column up, a new post up about the muth and mouth disease, and it uh, has to do with the Democrats. And I, I got a kick out of uh, just kind of skimming through it real quick, and I'm going to read it after after we're done, getting some context sure. of it. But uh, earlier on on the program, uh, Sterling, who grew up in Saudi Arabia, he, he lived... Um, from second grade to graduation over in Saudi Arabia. He went to school for Saudi Ramco or Ramco at the time. His dad yeah, worked there. Right. Yeah. And so we were talking about uh, just a number of different things back and forth. And he used three words consecutively. I've never heard before 
oil and gas Democrats, plural. <laughs> and I thought, boy, you know what? If, if, if you're an oil and gas industry, maybe that's not a bad idea to see if there's enough Democrats that'll join that party at this point. But I saw you were kind of going after the Democrats a little bit, so I thought I'd share that with you. Well, so. a certain faction of them, you know, what, what my post is about, and by the way, it's pronounced Muth, uh, Katie Muth. So it's Muth and, Muth and Mouth uh, disease. You know, sorry, sorry, now, who's Katie point. Muth? Katie Muth is a um, former athletic trainer. I think she had uh, she did a whole bunch of things like that, and then uh, some, she got elected to be a state senator in uh, uh, Southeast Pennsylvania. And there are three other senators from Southeast Pennsylvania, all of whom were in their first term, by the way, all of whom were first term Democrats, uh, as far as the Pennsylvania State Senate is concerned, and they have. They have joined with our extremely political uh, attorney general. We've, you know, we've we've had good and bad attorney generals, but we've never had one I don't think as political as Josh Shapiro is. And he's on a he's on a uh, an obsessive march to become uh, governor. Mm. So, and in Pennsylvania is 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 unusual among the states in the sense that. Uh, uh, it's not a New York where the blue has outweighed the red, you know, to such a degree that there's no the reds have zero influence, and it's not a red state either. It's it's uh, it's it's uh, I wouldn't even call it a purple state because it 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 doesn't have a political feeling to it uh, like uh, a New York or a California or a Texas or a, you know an Arkansas that kind of thing. It's it's uh, or in your case uh, North Dakota. So, um, which has a certain you know political feel to it. Pennsylvania is is very evenly balanced between rural and uh, uh, and urban, and the rural also includes the, the western Pennsylvania, which is not all actually rural, but includes a lot of uh, blue collar labor Democrats who vote Republican. Okay, so. Uh, so as a result, we're more evenly balanced, um, and uh, you know Trump was able to appeal. I would argue he won both elections uh, in Pennsylvania, but let's not get into all that detail. Mm-hmm. But but he certainly startled everybody when he became the first uh, Republican to win Pennsylvania in decades, you know, uh, because of his appeal to those uh, Reagan Democrats, the blue collar labor Democrats, and. And they are they are strong, and then you put them together. They're out in the Pittsburgh area. If you put them together with the rural areas of Pennsylvania. So all of a sudden, you have something that matches the Philadelphia uh, liberal blue area. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so uh, Shapiro is taking a risk. He's betting that Pennsylvania is going to uh, be more blue than red, and he is appealing to. Uh, the far left side of the Democrat Party, and there is a huge divide. I mean, there are in Pennsylvania oil and gas Democrats. There are, um, and in fact, when when you know we get into the details of legislation, we have some Democrats who are outspokenly in favor of natural gas development. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting listening to you talk about um, the divide <laughs> that persists across America, you know, because yeah. what, what, what you're describing in Pennsylvania is like any state USA. And I all I could think of is 
man, this is either the best time for a third party to step up or the worst time. Like, cause yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, cause this is, this is like where the, you know, the evil Lord comes in, the evil overlord comes in because, you know, everybody's ready for that third party. But at the same time, yeah. this is the time where the good revolutionist steps up too, because people yeah. are purple, man. They're, they're, they're a little of each these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So, so I agree. And so, um, and, and I would, I would, lean towards uh, um, I used to think independent and third party but I kind of lean towards trying to take over the Republican party at this point but whatever um, there yeah. are oil Democrats and uh, in Pennsylvania and the uh, those people you know the, 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 they're not great in number but they're significant in number and so so you and you do have uh, blue-collar labor Democrats who who um, you know, want to have it both ways, but at the end of the day, we'll come down with labor. Okay, so to the extent that labor is troubled uh, as to which direction to turn, and they are at this point, no question about it in Pennsylvania. That mm-hmm. Some labor unions supported Trump this past time, which was very interesting. And um, so you have that dynamic working in the attorney general. I think he's making a mistake. I hope he is, uh, that he thinks... You know, he's got to appeal to the far left Democrats in order to get the nomination. I'm not sure there's anybody else going to compete with him for the nomination. So I think he may be making a mistake. If I were him, I might be trending. I might be going to the middle a little bit more. But but he clearly is trying to appeal to them. And so what he did is he did this video press conference with these four uh, uh, freshman Democrat senators, basically first term Democrat senators. Out all out of southeastern Pennsylvania, where he's from as well. And what they did is they rehashed stuff from from 10, 12, uh, maybe 13 years ago that you're familiar with, that you've heard all the old fracking things and the water quality issues, which in the real world just aren't, don't even exist anymore. And the, um, uh, you know, just rehashing this old stuff like the, 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 uh, Disclosure of the chemicals, which is everybody's disclosing chemicals. You may not be disclosing the, the precise uh, uh, components of each chemical, but they're disclosing the chemicals and the um, things like that. So and they're now pushing to take a what is a 500-foot setback from a home or any building, actually, uh, and expand it to 2,500 feet and to have uh, legislation that would say you can't be within uh, 5,000 feet, say a mile. This is happening right now. They're they're proposing this legislation. Yeah, this is this is the oh. Colorado blueprint. Yeah, the Colorado. Yeah, legislation. that's right. So yeah. what they're doing is they're essentially trying to affect the ban through the back door by excessive regulation, and mm-hmm. uh, and they did this video conference, which was a complete joke, because. Uh, they they used one of the uh, the principal practivists from the past who was spinning all these yarns and has been exposed numerous times, you know. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. I don't think their legislation will go anywhere, and I'm not so sure uh, Josh Shapiro, our attorney general, has quite the horsepower that he thinks he has. So we'll, we'll, it will all depend on whether the Republicans put up a decent opponent to him. Very interesting because it's almost like what uh, California did, where they would build, you know, they'd build schools around oil derricks so they hide them. Yeah, yeah, they'd build, make it look like a school, right? And then in New York, they basically did as close to keep it in the ground as possible. 
And so it's like Colorado figured out the, the happy medium between there and put together some legislation that's really, it, it literally is the Colorado blueprint to where I'm, I'm hearing this up pop up more and more states. And um, I, I really think so, it, this is something people need to pay attention to because it's, it's, not, it's not a top down, it's, it's from top and bottom coming up in the middle. It's just, yeah, it's like a squeeze, you know? Yeah, squeeze. That's the way they put it. Yeah, right. so, okay. Well, that's some good stuff there as far, as far as information people need to be aware of, at least in Pennsylvania, that they should probably get, get active. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Well, how could they help you out? Because I know you're out fighting the good fight, so how can people give you some business? Well, the way they can do it is just read my blog, naturalgasnow.org, and if they're so motivated, they can... Uh, Put down 99 cents a month. I think what's that? 11.97 a year or something like that. 11.91, I forget. But it's uh, and uh, 11.88, I guess. And uh, sign up for a, a volunteer subscription. They can read it anyway. But I would encourage people to do that. And we got a lot of people to do that. Do you take uh, uh, like corporate donor anonymous or or anything like that? Well, we take some corporate sponsorships, um, and I generally don't you know, disclose who those are, but I, I do tell people that they're, they're industry people. I, I do have, uh, I do have supporters who are industry supporters, both in the pipeline side and on the, the uh, natural gas exploration and development side. Okay. So that, oh, that's mostly comes from, I imagine the Shepstone management company more than anything. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I do consulting work for the, for yeah. the industry. Well, you know, Hey, it's just, I'm in the same boat, man. Three or four streams of revenue. Welcome to the yeah. new world. <laughs> well, hey, that, that really ain't nothing new under the sun there. But uh, anyway, but uh, well, sir, thank you much. Nas- naturalgasnow.org. Yep. Thank you very much, Jason.